We're talking travel next on 2NURFM with Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein, and we're going to look at Canada in depth. We're also going to look at holidays that also do good on 2NURFM, nine past one. We're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King. Sally Lucas, hello. There are some holidays that do not just us good, but also the communities that we visit. They certainly do, Jane. And obviously we do have volunteerism where you definitely just go for that purpose, like to help build schools or whatever. But what I'm saying now is really where um, countries have had some devastation, like a cyclone or earthquake or whatever, that they really need you more than ever to go back because tourism with a lot of these countries is their main source of income. So if they can go back, you're helping them as well as having a lovely holiday yourself. And three of those areas that just come to mind recently, or the most recent, I guess, would be Cyclone Winston with Fiji. And then we had um, Vanuatu last year. And year prior to that, of course, we had the earthquake in Nepal, which was extremely devastating with avalanches as well. So all of them are desperate for us to go back. And there's a lot of places that aren't affected. And that's what you've got to remember. The whole country in each of these places has not been affected. Some areas have been affected. So all you've got to do is check. You can go online. You can look at tourism websites for Fiji, Vanuatu and Nepal, and it will advise you the areas, the, the treks that are now open again, etc. So, yeah, please go back. And you, just to give you an idea, I've just had a list here, of, for example, of some of the resorts in Fiji that actually sustained no damage. And there's Surprising, it seems more of them sustain none or little damage than major damage. So That's it, good news. Which too. is good news. I mean, a lot of communities suffered, though, and lost their homes and yes. so on. But a lot of the resorts, for example, Blue Lagoon Cruises, they didn't sustain any damage to any of their vessels. Um, Captain Cook um, did um, uh, get some damage to one vessel, but they're resumed already. Um, Castaway Island did get um, damage, unfortunately. A lot of the outer islands did. They're reopening on the 1st of June. Um, Fiji Hideaway Resort is definitely open. The Hilton Fiji Beach Resort only suffered minor damage. And so we can go on, like the Jean-Michel Cousteau Resort, which is um, on the outer island, some damage, but it opened again on the 30th of April. So gradually, though, they're all coming back. So there's lots of resorts, lots of places for you to go. And what you've got to remember is you're going to a place with both Vanuatu and Fiji of some of the friendliest people you'll ever meet on earth and who are so welcoming, you know, and Theft almost doesn't even happen in Fiji. Um, it's got an 80 kilometre hour speed limit, so you, you don't have to worry about fast cars. You know, you can go to the outer islands, beautiful snorkeling. You, you can swim. No cars there. No cars there, no. You can swim with sharks. You can, there's so many things you, you could do. Well, it depends, as long as they're not going to eat you, I suppose it's all right. I suppose reef sharks are okay. That's they? right, exactly. They don't worry about Friendly. you. They've got too much to eat on the reef anyway. Um, and again, going to Vanuatu, Iriki Island Resort and Spa did um, suffer a lot of damage, but it's been fully refurbished as well. They've taken the opportunity to, you know, splash out and do up the resort, and it reopened on the 1st of May. And it's a lovely resort because it's right in the harbour in Port Vila, and they're on a little ferry, you know, back and forth to drop you into town and back. And the other thing that happened, which was only being built when we were last there two years ago, it's they've got their first shopping centre in Port Vila. So before you only had like little shops and the supermarché and you still have the wonderful open fruit and veg markets that the native ladies run of an evening. But now you've got a shopping centre there, which is fantastic. So you've, and it's got a cinema in it because they've never had a cinema before. So things are changing. But I mean, obviously, I just love Vanuatu because of that 
laid back friendliness and that it's not too commercial. And, you know, this building's still only three stories high, which is probably still the highest building, you know, in Port Vila. (laughs) But you can go across, of course, to Santo, and Santo really didn't suffer any damage at all. And it's famous for diving off the President Coolidge, a million-dollar point where the the Americans just dumped all their tanks and everything into the ocean at the end of the the war. Um, But you've got wonderful caves there, rivers, you've got Champagne Beach, it's just lovely. Tanner Island, of course, you've got Mount, yes, sir, the wonderful volcano, active volcano you can go and visit, so lots to do there. And Nepal, again, not all regions of Nepal, as I said, suffered. You can go on there. Any of the tourism websites will advise you what areas are still affected or not affected. But look, if you can go to any of these countries or any others you may think of that have suffered some sort of a crisis, they would love to have you there and they'd welcome you with open arms. Oh, Robert John and the lion sleeps tonight at 17 past one to NURFM talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King. And Sally Lucas, we're not likely to find lions in our next tourist destination, are we? No, I don't think so, Jane. Not not in this century anyhow that I know of. It might have been maybe years ago. Who knows? Maybe in the zoo. Oh, yes, the zoo. Now, Canada, it's been sort of, I guess, the talk of the last couple of weeks. And we did speak about the grizzly bears and polar bears, etc. last week. So I thought we'd just continue on that vein and talk a little bit more about Canada and, and some things you may or may not know about Canada and, and the means of getting around. It's the second largest country in the world. Um, and it's home, of course, to wonderful mountains, which I didn't realise, picturesque lakes, of course, cosmopolitan cities, scenic drives and colonial history. Um, and you've got, even in Toronto, they have ethnic little city neighbourhoods like you get even, say, in New York and so on. So, you know, you can walk the ramparts in Quebec City because it's quite an old, old city. And Ottawa's the capital. A lot of people always think it's Toronto or Montreal, but it's actually Ottawa. Um, you, you can don a, Cal- um, don a Calgary. Don a cowboy hat and do the Calgary Stampede is what I was trying to say. Um, watch ice hockey. I mean, they're absolutely mad ice hockey fans. And so good. Oh, very, very good. And then you've got wildlife like polar bears, as we've mentioned, moose, muskox, bears, caribou, elk, deer, whales. Um, so, you know, fascinating um, country with all the different animals it has as well. Um, now... Something else you might know, around 90% of Canada's population live with 160 k's of the US border. Oh, really? So they're mostly south? Yes, yes. So it's very sparsely populated to the north, and I guess it's a lot colder as well, a little bit harsher. Um, And it has six time zones. Wow. So there you go. That so shows you how big the country is. What have we got here? About three or four. Oh, no, no it's no. a little bit different. It's yeah, easy in the it's, middle. It's a bit but hard. But that yeah. is big, yes. Of course, two languages, which I think most people realise, English and French. And Montreal is the second largest French-speaking uh, city in the world after Paris. It has more lakes than all other countries combined. Mm. And they are stunning, aren't they? Mm. The Emerald Lake, you know, Lake Louise, and they're all different colours because of whatever the composure of them is, you know, composition of them is rather. So they're really fantastic. The highest tides in the world occur Mm -hmm. in New Brunswick. Half of the world's polar bear population live in Canada. There you go. (laughs) The Ice Hotel in Quebec is built every winter using 400 tonnes of ice and 12,000 tonnes of snow. 
Mm. The Rocky Mountaineer, of course, is one of the world's leading travel experiences by train, and it is a magnificent journey. But there are other train journeys you can do. You can go right across Canada, if you wish, and do the whole bit, you know, from Vancouver through to Toronto. Or you can go up to north into the Yukon and around Whitehorse and all around that area, which is a fascinating journey to do. Train would be a great way to go to those further away areas. And I just think sitting back and relaxing too, like the driver when you drive, I mean, you can self-drive, of course, as well, but I'm sure he doesn't relax and see as much as the passenger so you know train is a wonderful way that you can just sit back relax and maybe if you want to drive just do some short local sightseeing where you can get yourself around by car which sometimes is there are areas where you can't get to by other means so a car is very handy to do that localized traveling which I would recommend um, the Canadians invented basketball oh the blackberry mm-hmm. the pacemaker the blackberry of as course, in the, the, not the fruit not but, the fruit yes. <laughs> that reminds me of that ad Oh, was it a funny one? Um, that wonderful, funny Englishman. Oh, well, that wonderful, funny Englishman. Who just died. Okay. Oh, it doesn't matter. The blackberry. But it was, this a, it is was a play that... on words with it being in the fruit shop and a blackberry, and yes. he was meaning the, the hand. Yeah, anyway, that's another story. The Wonderbra. Yes. The electric wheelchair. And there you go. And as we said, ice hockey is the most prevalent sport. And some famous Canadians include Neil Young, Jim Carrey, Celine Dion, William Shatner, Michael Bublé, of course, mm-hmm. Brian... Adams, and for the young ones, Justin Bieber, the Ah. Beebs. Um, There there are lots of different ways you can travel throughout Canada, as I mentioned, and Alaska. And if you're not a person that's into the large cruising, big ship cruising, there's some wonderful small vessels, as small as taking, I mean, as 12 passengers, the smallest. So you can really get down to just a cruiser hugging that wonderful coastline all the way up where you really do get up close and personal and you pull right in to the shore so you're not out on a tender or, you know, it's, so it's a lovely way of cruising. And you've got, in, in, even in Alaska, in Alaska, you've got the Denali National Park, which again is a wonderful national park to spend some time in. And you could cruise one way and rail the other, or if you didn't have time, of course, you could fly between Alaska back down to Vancouver or Seattle. And of course, Victoria, the Butchart Gardens are just superb. They are absolutely magnificent. And you feel like you've walked back in time when you go across to Vancouver Island um, because it's, it's just cobblestone streets, very English. And of course, it, it is a capital as well, which people think it's just Vancouver, but it's Vancouver Island. So mm-hmm. lots of different things about Canada we don't always know. But again, very welcoming people, very friendly, very similar to us in their outlook on life and their love of sport and the outdoors and wonderful skiing, of course, hiking. So Canada is very diverse and, you know, you can do it any way you like. There's just so many different ways you can do it that would absolutely suit any budget. So that's Talking Travel for today. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll be back Talking Travel for our sponsor, Travel On King, after the one o'clock news next Friday on 2NURFM.